0: Mark oh, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Welcome back to TKM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. On this podcast, we talk about all sports, debates, current topics, events, anything I want to talk about in sports and the sports world. And actually, the r- most relevant news I want to talk about is the West Virginia Mountaineers. I want to start with Coach Bob Huggins. Coach Bob Huggins was born September 21st, 1953 in Morgantown, West Virginia. Now, now Bob Huggins has a playing career. He did play point guard for two schools. In 1972 to 1973, he played for Ohio University. In 1975 to 1977, he played for the West Virginia Mountaineers. He was the point guard. Now, Bob Huggins is one of the most successful coaches of all time, only one of 10 coaches ever to have 800 or more career victories. Huggins has been to 24 total NCAA double tour- NCAA tournaments including 23 of in the last 26 seasons. He has led his teams to 9 Sweet 16 appearances, 4 Elite 8 appearances, and 2 Final 4 appearances. His 2 Final 4 appearances were in 1992 with Cincinnati and 2010 West Virginia. As of March 18th, Huggins has averaged 23 wins per season over the course of his career. Now, being co- now being one of the head coaches at WVU, he's been very, very successful as he has a record of 289-161. to 161. Now, why am I starting with Bob Huggins? Well, Bob Huggins, as he has shown he's been a great coach over his career and how successful he has been, I'm going to say that this could be a chance if Bob Huggins doesn't get together in the next few years that Bob Huggins might not be the coach at WVU anymore. Now, before everybody takes that in and you know wonders why I'm saying that, I'm going to read off where he is coached, and then I'm going to read some of his accomplishments as a coach and his overall record of coaching of all time. So if his coaching career, this is head coach and also if he's an assistant. In 1977 to 1978, he was West Virginia's assistant coach. In 1978 to 1980, he was Ohio State's assistant coach. In 1980 to 1983, he was at Walsh. In 1983 to 1984, he was at UCF's assistant coach. In 1984 to 1989, he was Akron Zips' head coach. In 1989 to 2005, he was Cincinnati's head coach. 2006 to 2007, Kansas State's head coach. In 2007 and today, as 2020, West Virginia's head coach. His head coaching record is 879 to 369. His championships, his accomplishments, and honors. Championships, two NCAA Division I regionals in 1992 and 2010, OVC regular season in 1986, OVC tournament in 1986. He has two great Midwest regular seasons in 1992 and 1993, four great Midwest tournament in 1992 and 1995. He's won the Big East tournament in 2010, eight CUSA's regular seasons, 1996 to 2002 and the year of 2004. He has four CUSA tournaments in 1996, 1998, 2002, and 2004. Awards, he has won CUSA Coach of the Decade in 2005. He's a three-time CUSA Coach of the Year in 1998, 1999, and 2000. OVC Coach of the Year in 1986. Big 12 Coach of the Year in 2015. And he's won the the Jim Phelan Award in 2015. Now, the team this year he is, has is 19-10. Over the course of his career at WVU, he is the second most winningest coach under Gail Catlett, who had 439 wins and 281 losses. Gail Catlett coached from 1979 to 2002, one of the longest coaches to ever coach at WVU. Now, going back into this year, West Virginia has been very successful in the start of the season as they played in November and December some kind of small schools Their biggest game in the two months they played was Ohio State. At the time, Ohio State's number two. As of right now, they're number 19 in the country. Now, he played, I'm going to read off just, you know, I'm going to read off real quickly the schools he's played up to Ohio State. Akron Zips, Pittsburgh, Northern Colorado, Boston University, Northern Iowa, Wichita State, Rhode Island, St. John's, Austin Pay, Nicholas State, Youngstown State, and then Ohio State. Going into January, he started the Big 12 season. We started off the Big 12 season with a loss, but easily bounced back within three games. We lost to number one Kansas. Right now, Kansas is number one in the country. We lost 60-53. Then we won three games in a row. We beat Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU. We then fall to Kansas State. We come back with a win against Texas. We Then we win against Missouri. We lose to Texas Tech. We win against Kansas State. We win against Iowa State, we lose to Oklahoma, we lose to Kansas, we lose to Baylor, we win Oklahoma State, we lose to TCU, we lose to Texas, we lose to Oklahoma, and of March 3rd, 2020, we're going to be playing Iowa State, and then March 7th, we'll end up playing Baylor, and then we'll end up jumping into March Madness, which March Madness starts March 17th, if anybody's interested in watching that, it's going to be very, very competitive, but West Virginia jumped from being one of the top number one, two spots in the March Madness to dropping out of the rankings and not even being a relevant spot anymore. West Virginia dropped out from, they were number 12 in the country. Then they dropped down to not even ranked now. They are one in six in their last seven games. They've completely shut down. They've completely seemed like they're not a basketball team anymore. They still can play defense very well, but no offense. Now, why do I say this this could be this all could lead to Bob Huggins? Well, a lot of people think that this could be the assistant my buddy thinks this could be the assistant coaches or that this is the players not working together or that they're not practicing offense enough. I just I finally come down to recognize Bob Huggins is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in NCAA basketball, do not get me wrong about that. But there's a time and a place where you are where you're successful. But there's a time where you can you need to start pushing and pushing and pushing. What I mean by that is he's appeared in four C- Sweet 16s since being at WVU. He's appeared in one Final Four and one Elite Eight since being at WVU. Now, considering that, he, he is very dominant in what he does and being one of the best coaches that we've ever seen. There's a time where you you sit down and you start thinking to yourself, especially as a university, and the universities do this more than in the world. NCAA and football and basketball have, have like a standard. You know, you can, make, you can be successful and you, in your first few years, and if you're like making sweet 16s or, you know, you're competing hard in March Madness, or you even make a Final Four, the, the university sees that as a positive, that there's a bright future, that, you know, we could possibly make the national championship. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. West Virginia's not gonna make the national championship. The, they won't make it in football. They won't make it in basketball. It's it's just it's that simple. You know you don't you don't have the recruits. You you have good coaches, but it, it doesn't matter. You know there's always a better team. There's always somebody who has better players. There's always somebody who has you know who's gonna more experience being there and have a better chance at winning it. And you know, Bob Huggins, as he's shown over the past, he's gotten to the Sweet 16. Like I said, four times. But there's a time and place where we need to start making the Elite Eight. You know, we come out this year and you know we're very dominant, we're you know, we're hard to beat, and now we're nineteen and ten and we're one and six in our last seven games. Yeah, you know, there's gotta be a time and a place where you gotta eventually your head coach of Bob Huggins are gonna say, Man, we're putting all our faith in you to lead this team. You're a defensive coach. You run the old defensive style. You're like you roll, he runs an old game, so he takes new players who If you watch high school basketball, there's not a whole lot of defense. There's more offense. It's, you know, kids are scoring 30, 40 points per game. Things that were unrealistic that you wouldn't see from multiple, multiple recruits in high school. Now, there's hundreds of thousands of kids that do this weekly on at high school. And, you know, going into the college game, you see a different type of kid, like, Jordan McCabe, for example, Jordan McCabe in high school was one of the best point guards I've seen in a long time. He was super talented. He could do everything. He could shoot. You know, he could make everything happen. And now we're watching him play. And even though he had that knee injury, and I think the knee injury has affected him, and he's got a, he's he's trying to work on it, but he's just not the same player. I mean, he can run. He runs the offense very well, and West Virginia keeps their offense together when he's out there on the floor. But he, when he gets out of the game, or He's not shooting very much. He shoots like five. He shoots like five or six shots, and you know, doesn't hit that many. And the whole team's been falling apart offensively. As Bob Huggins, is, you know, they miss shots. He yells at him, then pulls him out of the game. Then you don't see guys play, and you know, their entire flow of their offense is messed up. Now I don't know if they he needs to get new assistant coaches. He needs to get you know more experience for the offense. I think if I think the the way they can keep him is if he hires. Very, very good assistant coaches that are only that only work on the offense. They work on the offense, and he implants some defense in it. He can't take players and put them in a defensive system and not expect them, and then expect them to have you know very high excellence on the offense. That's not how this works. You have to you know work both sides of the floor. He just he needs to figure this out because here's what's going to end up happening. When he went to the Final Four, John Beeline recruited all the players that were on that Final Four team. Those were John Beeline's players. Those weren't Bob Huggins' players. John Beeline is a great offensive mind. Now everybody says, well, everybody could say, well, why was John Beeline not the head coach? Well, John Beeline was not, you know, not that successful. He went somewhere else, first of all, and, you know, he was more successful at other places. And being at West Virginia now, having, you know, getting the opportunity to get Bob Huggins back, we all knew we could be a better defensive team, as he has proven in the past that he is very successful in the defense. But on the offense, you've got to be successful, especially in this day of age. Like, If you look at the NBA, and I'm going to take the NBA for example, and I know a lot of people say college basketball is different from the NBA, but you know, all the superstar talent that comes out of college of basketball ends up going to the NBA. I'm going to specifically point out a certain team, the Golden State Warriors. Why? Now, the Golden State Warriors, the reason they were so successful, they have the best shooting backcourt on the planet. They didn't need to rely on defense to win championships. Obviously, they they couldn't rely on defense to win the 2016 championship. But it, what I'm trying to say is is that they shoot lights out. They outscore everybody. They were beating everybody because they could outscore everybody. Because once Steph Curry pulled, once Steph Curry got past half court or Clay Thompson, they were a threat. As soon as they got past half court, does anybody know that West Virginia is not using their shooters like they should be? They they're not like they're not rolling together. They're not passing the ball quick enough. They're taking contested shots. They're taking shots that they shouldn't be taking. They're hesitating on the open shots. They're not hitting shots, and it, it's costing them. I just don't I don't think they're in an offensive flow. And I'm, if this continues, you know, years and over time, that West Virginia will end up moving on from Bob Huggins, or Bob Huggins will be retiring. But I think there's a chance that, you know, if it keeps going like this, there's that Bob Huggins could be, WVU will move on from Bob Huggins and hire another coach. Now, I could not tell you who that other coach would be. I have no idea who they would be looking into. But, for example, if I move into football for a second, Nick Saban's won five championships at Alabama. If Nick Saban went two seasons with losing records, they'd fire him. That's how that's how big of a deal this is. This is how big a deal that universities take this by winning. Winning is so serious to universities. If you don't win, you don't get to be on that, you don't get to be the head coach. And yes, he yes, as we all can look at his records, they do prove he can win, they do prove he can coach, but you can you can coach for so long that if you don't have more progress than you've already made, Use time to find you know time for a change time to move on. Another example, I'm gonna use another example, At Georgia. Mark Rick. He was one of the most dominant coaches in the SEC. Most his seasons were all ten win seasons. He got fired because he wasn't getting over the hump. Now Kirby Smart is there. Kirby Smart went to National Championship with Mark Rick's players. Kirby Smart is obviously successful. He was underneath head coach Nick Saban. He's a very defensive he's a, like defensive minded head coach. You know, he's bright. Yeah, you know, there's a big chance that Kirby's going to have a great future. But my point is Mark Rick was winning lots of games and he was successful and he was making bowl games. You know, he he was one of the best coaches in college football and he got fired because he couldn't get over the hump. And my point is if we can't get past the sweet 16 or if we're losing in round 64, round 32 or the sweet 16 and we can't get to Elite 8 in the next three, four years, and we can't—you know—I'm not saying we should get to the Final Four. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying we should get to the national championship. My only point of this is that if we don't make progress from the Sweet 16, or if we're going to come out—if you know—we're going to come out and say that you know, West Virginia is one of the best teams we've seen this year, and then we lose—you know—we're one of seven in our last seven. Or we're one of six in our last seven games. That's not—that's not a good look for WVU. They need to be dominant. They need to figure this out. They need to become more offensive dominant. I think this team has a good chance of making the final four. I really do. But they can't do it unless they have a good offense. He needs to figure it out. This all relies this this all falls on Bob Huggins. If you all know this, this is the university's not looking at the assistant coaches. They're not looking at the players. They're looking at Bob Huggins. This is his team. This is his recruiting. This is everything falls on him. At the end of the day, the university is gonna look at him and say, hey, we are helping you. We are paying you to do this. We are paying you to make progress. We're not asking, you know, the university is not always asking for a national championship or a Final Four appearance. We're asking you if the whole world says, and you have proven it on the basketball court with your players, that you guys can win, that you are successful, you believe in this team, why are we losing so many games, why are you not making the elite 8 when you have proven in the past as a coach that you can make the elite 8 as he's made multiple elite 8s at Cincinnati, he had made multiple he had made another final 4 at Cincinnati. He has done things throughout his career as a head coach that have proven he's successful, but why aren't we getting over the hump? Why aren't we at least making the elite 8 a couple years in a row? Why have we only made the elite 8 once? Why have we only made the final 4 once? It's it's almost been 10 ye- it's been 10 years this March Madness that we have made the final 4. 10 years. 10 years since we made the final 4. Eventually the university's going to eventually the university will look at him. If he can't get this done or he can't make the Elite 8 or he can't just get by the Sweet 16 or if he makes a few more Sweet 16s, you know, he could he could possibly still be at WVU. But if he loses in round 64, if he loses in round 32 to teams he shouldn't be losing to that he is obviously more dominant against, but he can't get their offense together, so they're losing those games, the university will look at Bob Huggins and say, this is on you. You need to get together or you're going to have to go, and we'll find somebody else. Thank you for tuning in to Cam Sports Podcast. Today I just wanted to talk about WVU and what's been going on in the world as their progression and, you know, what I think of Bob Huggins. And what I'm saying is if they got to get it together, then they have a chance to be good this year, a chance to have a better future, but the university is going to be looking at him and, you know, judging what have you done here and what we expect out of you because we're paying you to be here. Anyway, thank you for tuning in.